Welcome back, dudes and dudettes. This is episode 129 of The Anxious Truth. Welcome back to the show. Today we are going to do something we haven't done in a long time, and it's anxiety, an anxiety success story, except this is an anxiety success story in progress. We're going to talk to my friend Kirsty from Scotland. She is on Instagram at at agoraphobiabegone. Sorry, you guys to check her out, where she is documenting almost in real time on a daily basis her recovery, remarkable recovery in progress from over eight, nine, 10 years worth of agoraphobia in her life. She's actually fixing it now. And she's been documenting that on Instagram. That's how I found her. And I asked if she would be nice enough to take some time to explain what it is she's doing, how she got to where she is, where she was, what her goals are, and how she's accomplishing what she's accomplishing. And she was nice enough to take the time to do that. So it's about 20, 25 minutes that we spent on Zoom. I think you'll find it really useful hopefully inspiring, educational, encouraging, all of those cool things. So let's get on with the interview. But before we do, I'm going to take 20 seconds. You know what I'm going to do. You know what I'm going to do for 20 seconds. It's called The Anxious Truth, a step-by-step -step guide to understanding and overcoming anxiety, panic, and agoraphobia. It is the 70,000-word, 400-page recovery guide that I put many years of my life into writing in the hopes of creating a useful tool for people who are trying to recover from an anxiety disorder. And by all accounts, I managed to accomplish that. So if you're looking for additional help in overcoming your anxiety issues, you can find it at theanxioustruth.com slash recovery guide. Check it out. I would appreciate it. And if you already read it, and you're loving it, and you're using it, maybe write me a review on Amazon. I would appreciate that too. Okay, that's enough of that. I think I got it under 20 seconds. Not too bad. Let's get cooking with Kirsty here. You guys are going to dig it. And I will see you after the interview. Okay, folks, here we are all the way from Scotland. Kirsty, did I say it right? Kirsty. Kirsty. It's an interesting name. It's, it's super cool. But, it's uh, definitely Scottish. Anyway, on Instagram, you would know, uh, they, people would know you as Agoraphobia Begone, which is a good name. Yep. And the yeah, yeah, and you're doing, you're doing exactly that, by the way, so true to form, which is great. So the reason why I wanted to do this, and, and thank you for being so gracious as to come on the podcast and like share the story, is you have been making such tremendous progress in a reasonably short amount of time that, uh, yeah, it's, it's been really cool. I, I think it's great to, for people to see, I love to do these success story episodes, uh, and you're clearly a success story in progress. Progress, yeah. So, yeah, in progress. So a lot of people see it at the end. It's be nice to see, hear from somebody who's actually in the middle of it, right? And the middle, middle of it, yeah. Yeah, and doing the hard work every single day, which I see you doing. So what is your background? How, where did you come from? I saw you post something about 12 years, agoraphobic. So I've suffered from anxiety from roughly about 15, 16. Um, I did have a slight touch of agoraphobia when I was about 17 for about six months. Um, but got pulled out of that pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. um, I think I was just on that, the cusp of being young enough to get over it quickly. Yeah. Um, went on to live my life, became a hairdresser. A few little things in my personal life went wrong 12 years ago. And I just, I, I just, it must just be my safety mechanism. I just need to be in the house and I in anywhere apart, can't be anywhere apart from my house. And a lot of personal things were going on at that time. So I couldn't really focus on getting better. Mm -hmm. so and it's just kind of the 12 years have just kind of dwindled on and this year I've just I've just decided again a few more personal things happened in my life this year and I just thought I've had enough yeah I have had enough do you know what this is worse than going out and having a panic attack every day because my anxiety in the house is fine 
I've went over the years, I've went through really bad anxiety cycles, even just being in the house. Mm -hmm. But last couple of years, I've got myself in a good stead. I understand how to look after my mental health more, um, look after myself more. I understand it better. So I've, I've, the foundations were there. And then this year, I just thought, I have had enough. Yeah. And it, something's just clicked in my head and um, no, I've had enough. And do you know what? If I can only get down to the bottom of my street for the next six months, it's better than sitting in the house. Yeah, it is. And it's so funny because so many people have to reach that point where like mm -hmm. the I don't want to live like this anymore outweighs the discomfort that I see you going through every day intentionally. Mm -hmm. But, but it's more, more important to change and like fix this and like I've had enough of this. So, you know, were there any specific what, any specific like trigger moments, like uh, an event you missed, something you couldn't do, you know, or did it just my nephew? Yeah. My nephew's coming up for three years old, yeah, and he is a big, big, massive drive. Um, I want to be able to do stuff with him. I want to be able to take him out. I want to be there for him. Like today, I can pick him up for nursery now. I'm going to pick him up for nursery. I can take him to go and get toys and sweet and that he was he has been a massive massive drive in yeah. my life yeah um, yeah definitely and i think just with with friends and family as well being able even simple things like going visiting people having dinner and things like that i'm, I'm not I'm, when i started this process i was not expecting even where i am just now i was not expecting to be able to do this kind of stuff so uh, it was even just getting that little bit independence back as well not having to order food in the house, being able to nip down and get a pint of milk for myself and things like this. Now, I'm not at that stage yet. I still have to have somebody with me when I'm out in the car, but yeah. I'm going to get to that stage and I'll work my backside off till I get to that stage. Yeah. And this is, it's all coming. But yeah, I just, life just, I mean, don't get me wrong. I had good family and friends round about me coming to visit me and whatnot, but right. it just wasn't enough anymore. It wasn't enough anymore. Yeah, there, there comes a point in which like, okay, I just don't want to do this anymore. So I will now yeah. go do these hard things so that I don't have to live like this anymore. And mm -hmm. you know, you're almost like a textbook example of that. So what, what, how did you start? So like the, the other day, the reason why I asked you on the podcast was I saw you go and visit your family, which mm -hmm. the video was just so good. You were clear, yeah. happy, and they, they didn't know you were coming. No, because when I started this, I mean, I thought being able to, now just to give it a light in context, Bald House is about nine, 10 miles away. Okay. where they live so this wasn't even on my plan for this year hadn't even thought i'm going to get anywhere near there and that day i took a massive jump as i'm going along with my progress i'm finding that my jumps are getting bigger yeah my steps are getting bigger and i thought do you know what i'm going to do this and i remember pulling up to the house and my heart was just beating so fast and i thought do you know do you know what see if i freak out so what yeah. so what and you know i'm in my brother's house with my fat so what and you know what it was just it was just emotional and they were just so happy to see me progress and my wee nephew grabbed my hand and dragged me upstairs to show me his room and oh. it was just it was just amazing it really really was and that's been a big big step and i've kind of realized i'm not what i've realized through this is you can do so much more than you actually think you can mm -hmm. 110%. See, when you go into that almost, I mean, that sounds terrible, excuse my language, but see, once you go into that fuck it mode, yeah. like, what is the worst that could happen? Yeah. Things just change. They do change. Things and you have just to be, change. 
And you know what? When you say, well, you know, what's the worst that can happen? Mm -hmm. You have to be willing to let that worst thing be happen, which exactly. clearly you are. Clearly you are. And so what I, what I think is really cool, I want to kind of start from the beginning and see where you really started to get to where mm -hmm. you are now, which is along the road. You're still working on it, which is fine. But, um, you know, I want to go over kind of what you did to get started, because I know a lot of people want to hear that. But in the end, you're so you're, you're posting every single day, which you're yep. really like, you're so open about sharing it. I know that, you know, you guys have to follow along here. So it's which great. Which is a, a new thing for me as well, because for so many years, I was so embarrassed about this and ashamed of this. Yeah. And I kept it for so many people and people thought that I was ignorant because I wasn't talking and, yeah. and I lost a lot of people through it. And see now I am proud. Like I have spent 12 years in the house and I've got my backside out the house so, and I am proud about it now. And I've got my friends and family on my Instagram page following my recovery and I'm proud about it. And I think that takes a lot of the, the stigma and the, the shame away as well. Yeah. And, you know, I, I could understand the embarrassment, you know, sometimes you don't want people to know, but you've been so good about being open about today. I did this mm -hmm. today, I did this today. I'm doing this. I'm reading this. I'm listening to this. So you're really like shining a light for the people who are coming behind you, which I really love. Which is crazy. Yeah. Crazy it's right. But, but I'm quite sure that you're getting that feedback when people see you doing a thing. Hey, I went to this shop for the first time. I didn't think I was the gonna messages that. that I'm getting come through. Yeah. and saying that I felt so like, unmotivated and I didn't know where to start and I'm watching your page every day and you're making me get up and get out of the house. That just blows my mind. I spent 12 years of my life in a house, not even going to the bottom of my street. Yeah. And I'm encouraging people to go out. I mean, it's just crazy. It really is. How awesome is that? That's so it is, it's brilliant. That's that is brilliant. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. And I think in the end, the thing that I'm really digging is you are almost and of course, you know, I can only see what you're putting on Instagram, but you appear to be a textbook like I couldn't ask, you know, if I have pupils, I couldn't ask for a more ideal like student than you. Because you're you're listening, you're learning, you're following, you're taking the lessons and putting them out there and applying them every single day. You seem to have a plan you you're, you're approaching this systematically, you know what you're going to do every day. I mean, I you know, life comes. But and that's you due to your podcast. That's me sitting continuously every day listening to your podcast and it almost changed my mindset. When you're listening to your instructions every day and you're being blunt and saying, right, this is going to happen, but this is what you need to do. And I think because the reason why I've come along so quickly is yeah. because I've known what to do and what to expect from the very beginning of this, I've almost got the hard bits done. Yeah. Yeah. At the beginning. Oh, yeah. I took such small baby steps that I built my foundation up and then just and then as I said because I, I knew what to expect and I knew what to do when things went wrong less things went wrong because Correct. I wasn't building myself up for so much because I knew what to expect and then just these bigger leaps have started just started happening yeah yeah which is the way it's going to work so you know somebody that says look going to your your brother's house nine miles away 10 miles away mm -hmm. 17 18 kilometers away or whatever that is you know, would be really hard to do on day one. It seems impossible. That, uh -huh. But the little three minute drive to the local shop makes the, the 10 mile trip to your brother's house, right? 100%. Like, and I've had a few messages about this and I've keep, I keep saying, you need to start small, literally yeah. from street to street. Right. You will be out of the house for five minutes, but see if you don't do that, you can't build up to these big steps. Yeah. It's, it's impossible. You need to do the little things first. And it's funny because I drive past these streets now and I remember going to that street and I remember that street being such a big deal. But see now, that is absolutely nothing. It's crazy how your brain changes. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I'm noticing it's, it's like every time I go out, 
I'm like, right, is this, go is this going to be the day? And it's almost like your brain catching up. No, this isn't going to be the day. It's something bad. This is your life now. Right. And it's and my brain, I'm kind of in the middle just now with my brain adjusting to that. Yeah. Like yeah. this is, this is everyday life now. Which is interesting because in the beginning, everything is recovery. Everything you oh, do is recovery, yeah. it's recovery, it's recovery. And as you go along, like the early recovery stuff just becomes life. Yep, that's exactly right. Yeah. Well, I noticed when my, the beginning of my recovery, I was trying to do every single day and I, was, and I just couldn't. My body would get to the point I just needed a bit of a break. Yeah. But as, and I took that break. I would maybe do three days in a row, a day off, three days in a row, a day off. But what I'm noticing now is I'm doing it every day and it's not because I have to, it's because I want to. I've got the bug now. I love setting myself goals and challenges and smashing them. Like I yes. get such a hit out of this now. I'm absolutely loving it. It's crazy because over time, and a lot of people don't imagine that this could possibly be a thing, but the things that would scare you the most that you didn't want to happen within your own body, the thoughts become, you start to crave them. If I'm not, I saw somebody the other day who said, if I'm not uncomfortable today, it means I'm not doing it right. And exactly. Like how insane is that? Because really in the beginning, if you're listening to this and you are still stuck, you haven't started, you're thinking, I want, I never want to be uncomfortable. My, my object is to never be uncomfortable. 100%. But as you go down the road, like, hey, you're living proof here. Like you start to crave those things because they mean progress. Suddenly mm -hmm. you're learning. Yeah. I always remember going out in my street for the first time. Now the little chemist is down the road. That was my first, that was my first big goal. Okay. And, I, and there was a couple of steps before getting to the chemist. So I planned it out in my head and I thought this was going to take about a week to get there. So I went to the first step and I remember saying to my friend, I don't feel anxious enough. I've not done enough today. And he says, what? You've got to hear. No, yeah. that's not enough. This is the kicking my anxiety off enough. Went to the next step. No, still not kicking my anxiety enough. Pulled up round beside the chemist. There we go. <laughs> had a wee coffee tea in the car and I just sat there and I'd done my belly breathing like you yeah. say belly breathing go floppy and just yeah. let it do what and see when you do that you stop it and it's tracks almost yeah yeah you get that little bit it doesn't see if you're not fighting against it it doesn't rise up so much see if you just go stuck it day, day, day rushed it doesn't rise up as much and that's I, what I've learned and I think because I've done that for the very beginning yeah it's made this experience a lot more enjoyable Let's talk about the, um, because you're also very open about the days that maybe aren't so good. When you, when you have a mm -hmm. day where you struggle a little bit or you're feeling less motivated, you're tired, you know, you're feeling it physically, you talk about that too, which is great. Yeah. That's part of the process. It's not a straight line, you know, that's it. You, oh, no. day, yeah. So you have your struggles. No. What, so what do you do when you have your struggles? I mean, you talk about them very honestly, like, yeah, today was a crappy day, but tomorrow was tomorrow back at it. Like I've seen. So I've got very good at knowing my body. Yeah very good at knowing my body and knowing my mind. I know myself, if I've, if what I've tend to happen, see if I've had a really good exposure the day before and I come in, I'm absolutely buzzing. I feel like I can take on the world. The next again day when that comes to go and do an exposure again, the wee man in the back of my head, this is going to be the day something yeah. really bad's going to happen. And I get myself, that the anticipated anxiety builds up. And that's when I know I need to go out and do that. Because see if I don't go out and do that, that's stuck in my head. I need that high again. I need to prove to myself that I can do it. So keep doing that. That's getting a lot better now going out. 110%. You need to push past that. The days that I was absolutely shattered, I mean, so tired, mentally, physically drained, because what I'm finding is, see, when I'm going out for these exposures, especially yeah. back at the beginning, mm -hmm. I was doing this stuff and I was not sleeping at night because my brain was just pinging all over the place. I can do this. I can do that. What about if I do this? What about if I do that? Yeah. Now, it was good that there was good thoughts, but 
I was just almost overstimulated. Yeah, yeah. The days was when I needed to have just calm my brain down a bit. Right. Um, and that's how I've kind of that's how I've that's how I've dealt with it. You're you're almost like really masterful at knowing the difference between rest, reward, and and avoidance. Because you yeah. said like the, the day after a big exposure, like you can conquer the world. When you come back in, like mm -hmm. I'm ready to go. I can go to the moon if I want, which is yeah. great. And it's so common the next day then to have that like, why does it feel so hard again today? And so many people would say, yeah, but I did so good yesterday. I'll take today off. No, it's all right. I'll take, I, I'll no. take the day off. I've earned you right. And you have been really good at earning the time off. You will not let mm -hmm. yourself just take the time off until you know you really did earn it. And, and, and you do need, we all need time off. It's okay. But you oh, know when very, you earned it. Especially after 12 years, this is it's very, it's not so much now, but at the beginning, very stimulating. Very. I've not seen these places for 12 years. I've not been out my street for 12 years. Yeah. So seeing new buildings, new houses, everything's changed. And it was very over, very yeah. overstimulating. But as I say, seeing a bus, I mean, that sounds crazy, but seeing a bus. <laughs> Like when I first started going out, I'm like, oh my God, there's a bus. Um, Unless a bus is in front of your house, how would you see a bus? Exactly. Been able to see, like, I went to the stables, I seen a horse, like that was crazy. Seen sheep and cows in the fields and it's just, but now my brain's starting to adjust to all that stuff now and this is all becoming normal to me now. It would almost be harder to go back the way now. <laughs> it's you live in Scotland. There are sheep everywhere. We think we've got sheep. We've got cows. <laughs> How could you have to go see sheep? Like we thought they were just everywhere over there. So anyway, yeah. now I think it's really, really cool. So you started. Let's talk about the small steps. Did you have to? So that first little trip outside the house, where you discovered right. like, oh, this isn't enough. This isn't enough. This isn't enough. So you knew enough. I have to start from the place where I am uncomfortable. So if I'm yes. not, if I'm comfortable here, it means I have to go more. Did yeah. you? Did you have to do any work inside the house before you were able to to get out and start doing that, or or no? Not everybody does. So, what I have done is over the years, my anxiety fluctuated so badly. I mean, point of can't get off the couch. I mean, really debilitating. Yeah. So I've learned how to look after myself to keep myself on a certain level and i feel like you have to have well for me personally i had to have my anxiety a certain level in the house to face outside because yes you're doing your exposures every day but you've also got a life as well that you've got to deal with yeah yeah so you i kind of had to have that balance so um i make sure that i'm, I'm having enjoy my relaxing baths i read my mindfulness doing my meditation watching my favorite programs seeing my friends yeah. kind of got to have a balance doing my exercise making sure i'm not eating too much rubbish drinking plenty so i kind of had i had that already down good okay so that basically are to work off to get out to get out the door and yeah. then it was just a case of let's the first time going out it was just a case of let's just see where i can go because your first time going out you don't know where your boundaries are right right you have to find just You've just got to go, and yeah. I was um, I was amazed. I mean, it means nothing now because it's just up and down a couple of streets to me now. But at that time, that was a big deal, yeah. and I managed to get round to a park where I could take my nephew. So that was almost my big, my first big exposure. Yeah. I went round to the park twice, and then we took my nephew round. And see, once you get that hit of being able to play in a park with my nephew and do something normal, yeah. there's no going back. Yeah, no yeah, there's no, and it's so funny because even the you know the way we used to run from the fear starts to become feels so ridiculous. 
And before mm -hmm. you start the work, you know it's ridiculous. You know yeah. intellectually it's ridiculous, but until you do the work, emotionally you don't feel that. Then you can look back yeah. and say, I can't believe I avoided all that. I can't believe I didn't do that. I can't For believe so I- many years. No. Yeah, yeah. It starts to become like, I, why did I do that? Mm -hmm. um, so that's where the, the magic lies. When you start to do the work and intentionally get uncomfortable, you learn that like, well, I, all the stuff I've been doing, I, I didn't have to do all that, which is, you know, kind of a shame. But the fact that you had that foundation built already, because a lot of people wind up in a situation where, you know, they're stuck on the sofa, like agoraphobia left unchecked becomes mm -hmm. that sort of yeah. thing. And then it's just an entire every day is just I have to get to the point where I can go to sleep again and not feel this anxiety. Whereas you were already being a bit proactive, you were doing your meditation, you were taking care yeah, of Yeah, I've already, I'd that already done that and been through that. Um, yeah, yeah, I've definitely about I progress and learned a lot more about my anxiety, learned yeah. a lot more about um, how to manage it, keeping good people around about me. Yeah, I made a lot of changes in the last couple of years of making sure that I've got good support and my support network. I mean, honestly, I couldn't thank them enough. My friends and family are just, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, they're crazy. They're absolutely crazy. They're brilliant. <laughs> and that's what you need. You need that. You can't do this by yourself. Yeah, you, it, you need that support network around about you. Yeah, and I think you know, especially people who are going to cheer for you and encourage yes. you and like prop you up when you're struggling, as opposed to just yeah. soothing you and and it's okay and get making. Oh no, my friends will tell me. My friends and family will tell me and give me a kick up the backside when I mean it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you are so clear in what your goal is. It must be easy for them to say, no, no, no. I we know what mm -hmm. you want to do, so let's go do that now. Like you yeah. know, yeah, which is really great. I know that if people could ask you a question right now, the number one question someone would ask you is, they would probably say, this is amazing, thank you so much, and, but how? How are you doing it? It always comes back to, but how are you doing it? It's so scary. What happened when those first times out when you did get so scared, what did you do? I almost, I took your hard advice. answer, isn't it? <laughs> and, you almost can you almost have to weigh up what do you do do you get through this hard bit or do you go back and sit in the house and you've got to do it all again anyway yeah you must be able to put your head down and just getting this crappy bit done you said in your podcast you if you do your first couple of bits properly they will be the worst bits but they will be the worst bits after the bits things will get easier yeah and they do they, they do. do they do yeah it, and i think just... knowing that and i remember going out for exposures and white knuckling it. I remember one day I went out for it and I white knuckled it and I came back and I parked up and I said to my friend James and I says, I never done that properly. I says, I should have sat there when I felt that come on, I should have parked up and I should have sat there with that. I says, we're going back out again. He says, what? I says, we're going back out again. And I did, went back out, parked up and I just sat there and I says, yeah. right, come on then, let's do it. Let's do this, let's do our thing. And see as soon as you do that, it, it goes. It does. And it does the go completely. No, yeah. it doesn't. It's chemistry is manageable. Yeah, and I yeah. think because I, I nipped that in the bud at the very beginning, yeah, it's made it easier to go on and to push myself. And in the end, you said, I just had to put my head down and get through the hard bits. And so yeah. people will always keep coming back to, I know, but how did you do it? How did you do it? How did you do it? There's no how. Like, there is no how. You just it's decided, I'm, I'm afraid. I'm just going to stand here and be afraid. Mm -hmm. There's no technique to that. There's a decision to that, and that's a decision you make every yep. day. I'm going to do a hard thing today so that it'll be easier tomorrow. Um, mm -hmm. Really, really great. So tell me, where are we? We're at about 26 minutes or so. So tell me where you think, where are you headed now? So you, you're out of the house. 
you're you're so, um, getting your yeah. independence back. So I see mm -hmm. this, interacting with your family. What do you have left to do? What do you, what do you want to what do you want to accomplish? So the next step is I've got I've got a few. <laughs> Never said probably be got a few. So I want to be able to drive myself. Okay. So we've come up. I've got a great friend James. He has been through, stuck through this for the last twelve years. Um, he comes out with me every single day in his car oh. and deals with my rubbish. We shout at him when I'm stressed and he, honestly, he's brilliant. So we have come up with a plan with my learning to drive by myself. Yeah. So that will be starting soon. We'll be doing, because I've because now I'm out and about, I've got that many things that I want to work on. Like So there's driving, getting further, there's going into shops. I mean, I'm going into shops. That just blows my mind. That wasn't even on my, wasn't even on my plan at yeah. all. Yeah. So I'm kind of having to do like a driving day, uh, a shop day, a day doing something with my nephew. So I'm going to be adding a day driving by myself. Very now, good. that is probably going to have to bring me back right to the beginning. And I'm probably just going to be going to the end of the street driving yeah, okay. myself yeah. and back. But I can do it. I know I can do it. Yeah. So that's definitely on the plan. Um, the stables, I, want to, I used to love going up to the stables a lot, helping out. So see if I could go up there and spend a couple of days up there, drive up there and down by myself, that would just be amazing. So that's on the cards. Uh, what else? Just a lot, just independence, being able to drive, going up and visit my friends. Obviously the COVID restrictions, it's a bit more difficult, but yeah, yeah. just to have my independence back and just jump in a car whenever I want to and just go. Yeah, yeah, it's great. That's, that's like on my it. plan. I like how you're acknowledging that now, and yeah, you're going to have to, like, James is awesome, but he's going to have to stay home soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've got um, a plan. So the plan is you'll follow me in the car first. And then yeah, yeah. once I get used to that, because you can't do everything at once. And I think that's what I've had to learn that one the hard way, because I'm like, yeah. I want results now. And I've right. had to learn that the hard way and be patient. So you can't do everything. So no, I won't be able to drive out someday in the car straight away, but I will be able to do it eventually. Yeah, as doable. You have such a good plan. I want to address that for just a second before we wrap it up. So I like how systematic and incremental you are. So the first thing is James will follow you in the car before you mm -hmm. do it alone. Now you could make the argument that you, he can't, he shouldn't do that. But here's the difference: like you are doing it so incrementally, and you take the next steps. Mm -hmm. So you do it. You're committed to the next step. So I have oh, no. Oh, definitely. James yeah. is sat in a car beside me. And yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm doing that. And he's like, what? We're, we're, go we're going here. Oh, we're going there. And he's going, are you crazy? No, we're going there. And it's, and it's, I'm finding that I'm not needing pushed along. I'm doing the pushing now. Yeah. Yeah. That's so great. And I'm I doing the pushing. I'm doing yeah. the pushing now. That thing where you have, maybe you'll have your friend in the car behind you the first time you decide to drive by mm -hmm. yourself. It's definitely a safety and avoidance behavior. That's fine. But you also recognize that and you are committed to the, to the day yeah. when you will not be behind you in the car. So definitely. it's super important for us to clarify for people who are listening, like that's an okay way to do it. So long as you are committed to knowing it and it's temporary yes. and, and that you will it's make a stepping stone. Yeah. That you will it's make a stepping stone. Exactly. Things like go and visit and my family for dinner. So I'll drive up there. So the plan is that I'll drive up there and then James will leave me there. So yeah. I get used to being out for longer. I've not got my safety person there. I've not got my car outside. Yeah, things yeah. like things like that. Things like this, because obviously I know Matt and I've kind of like I'm struggling just now because I've got the old Kirsty in one part of my brain. Yeah. I love doing all this kind of stuff, and then I've got the agoraphobic part of my brain going. Yeah. Oh, don't I like this? Yeah. So 
we're kind of switching between the two just now. It's all right though. Yeah, and but that's normal. And but yes. as, as time goes on, the number of situations and contexts that you could be in where the old mm -hmm. agoraphobic mind is quiet now must be getting bigger yep. and bigger. You know, it definitely, definitely yeah. is. I'm finding that when I'm not when I'm going out, I'm not getting so much anticipatory and anxiety now. I'm just yeah. like, let's just go. Like just today, like I'm going to, I'm going to collect a Halloween costume for my nephew. We're going to drop a card off. We're going to pick my nephew up from nursery. We're going to my brother's for dinner. Like, how am I doing this in one day? Do you know? But it's just, it's just becoming normal now. Life, my nephew needs yeah. a Halloween costume, so I'm going to go to a shop and get one. Yeah. And that's just it. That's just life now. Amazing, isn't it? Yep. I'm it's so, brilliant. I'm so super proud of you. And if you're willing, we'll do it again when you're further down oh, the road. I would love to. Yeah, yeah. To. It's and, been such a privilege for me being able to do this through your podcast. For me, then be on your podcast is just it's amazing. Well, you're doing the work. I'm just a messenger, so you get all the credit here. But and I appreciate that you're so willing to share and help. And I know that people are, you know, you guys absolutely. And you know what? I have to apologize because I don't know why I was reading K R Y. It's not. It's K Y R. Kirsty. <laughs> we would say Kirsty here. Kirsty. I, I get it. Okay, my bad. So you guys should totally follow along on Instagram. It's Agoraphobia Be Gone, and I will link yeah. it in the show notes so you can follow along because it's Brilliant. good enough every single day, every day. So yes, I'm always, everybody always wants to know where I'm up, what I'm up to and what I'm doing today. And <laughs> you know, that's good. where you're going to go today. And I, I actually look forward to at this point. And I'm like, Oh, what's she going to do today? Or what's what she going to buy today? And so I was always interested to like, Oh my God, I bought these things. Like I clearly sweets and stuff that I, we don't have here. So it's like, I know my, my journey started off going into a chemist and buying a lolly, a 20 pence lolly. Crazy. <laughs> But that's how everybody starts. And you're doing so well with your progress. And I know you're going to get everywhere that you want to go because you have a plan and you're executing it no matter what. Oh, it's, it's happening. Yep. It's happening. Tough as, Tough as nails. Very good. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. We'll do another one. And if there's questions, like I said, me. ask me, I'll pass them along or go follow on Instagram at Agoraphobia Be Gone. And uh, we'll see you guys the next time when we do it. Thank you. All right. Let me hit the, the awkward, hit the stop button now. Okay, how amazing is Kirsty? How amazing. She is a textbook case of how you learn the nature of the problem, you learn what to do, and then you apply it on a daily basis. She is working hard. It is showing, and I could not be prouder of her. And also more appreciative of her taking the time to spend with us to talk about what's going on in her life and what changes she's been making and how it's been working out for her. So I appreciate you guys coming by, as always, and spending the time. See you next week in the next one. And of course, I'm going to ask if you're listening to the, oh, by the way, follow Kirsty at Agoraphobia Be Gone on Instagram for sure. And if you're listening to the podcast on iTunes or anywhere you can rate or review it, please rate it and review it if you like it because it helps other people find the podcast. And the more people can find it, the more people get some help. And that's why I do this. All right, guys, thanks for coming by. And I will see you next week. Enjoy Afterglow. Facebook.com slash Ben Drake Music. Back or dwelling on the past, you know you'll never get another chance to so go and live your life.